What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 191. Today, we are back for another weekly episode. I hope everyone had a great July 4th weekend, a long weekend. If you had Monday off, it's Thursday when we're recording this. Feels like freaking Tuesday, but... My week is so... I leave for Chicago tomorrow. Really? For AU tournament in Chicago. So I get to spend this next weekend in Chicago. But it was like, I I thought I had five days Mm -hmm. until I had to leave for Chicago. It's here. I got to leave tomorrow. Are you packed? No. Nope. (laughs) Oh, I got to go home and do laundry. What time are you leaving? Like three, oh, okay. three thirty. Yeah, you afternoon. working when, or no? Yeah, but not like only half day. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I got yeah. time. Yeah, but I hope everyone had a great July Fourth. Uh, happy uh, America Day. I know who didn't have a good July Fourth, and that's Dan Campbell because he went to the Detroit Tigers game on the Fourth of July. And you're thinking, why would he not have a good Fourth of July? That's like, what I'm thinking. He's at the Tigers game. It's a nice day. He out. lives like, in America. He lives in America. He's the Detroit Lions coach. Um, probably because he went to the Tigers game where they were shut out by the Oakland <laughs> Athletics, the worst team in the MLB. Um, when Tarek Skubal makes his, I'm going on a bit of a Tigers no, rant go here, on. quick, go. just a, a heads up to you non-Tigers listeners. Um, Tarek Skubal making his debut, Tigers ace last year. You know he's he's the future. Um, making his debut because he's been injured all year. He won rookie of the year, his rookie year, right? No. Oh, shit. That I was Michael had... Fulmer. That was, oh, like, quite some time ago. I thought I had, like, a Tigers. <laughs> no, my, got my Tigers like, going to be actually, like, good, though. Like, Fulmer was never that good. Like, as gotcha. a starter. He's a good reliever. Yeah, but, I thought I had. I thought I was getting a Tigers bag there. But anyway, Scooble making his uh, debut. Not going to pitch very long, you know, because it's his first game pitching of the year. He goes four perfect innings. Doesn't give up a hit. Has, like, six Ks. Looked fantastic out there thinking wow this is great Reese Olsen comes in another up-and-coming Tigers pitcher pitches all five innings till the ninth um giving up no runs giving up I think one hit I'm pretty sure so we one hit the athletics like what a great July 4th no we also didn't score and then the 10th inning comes and we give up a run and then we lose uh to the athletics and then we lose 13 to 2 to them the next day they did win today luckily but that was a series the Tigers needed to sweep I mean, that, it's just a bad look because on 4th of July, there's one team that you're almost a sure thing that everybody wants to play the Oakland A's on 4th of July. Every team <laughs> Everyone wants to play the Oakland A's every day. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so that, you missed your moment. And yeah. In front of Dan Campbell's a bad luck. Did you see Dan Campbell, though? He was, like, just mm-hmm. in the stands. What happened with JMO this 4th of July? James dude, Williams. Yeah, let's go on another rant because <laughs> dude, I, dude, somebody blew. I was seeing. So shit on I don't Twitter. know if this is the media, like if it's just the media or if it's Lions fans, per, uh, <clears throat> older Lions fans, boomers, essentially. <laughs> dude, people don't want JMO to succeed. They like want him to be this off the field tyrant, like that they can just like shame. Yeah. They want him to be the next Charles Rogers so bad. I don't know why. That people do that. He was lighting off fireworks on Fourth of July. Everyone's like, he shouldn't be doing that. He's he could put himself. It's one in the morning. He should have someone else lighting that for him. Like, what if it a Jason Pierre-Paul incident happens? You know, because he cut off his yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, can we cut this guy a freaking break? Like that is that whole thing is so frustrating to me. He is twenty two years old, and you're telling him, hey. 
you know what? You got to be so safe. You can barely walk outside anymore because we are so worried about. Like, your I health. understand if you're just like worried about him. Like, I don't want him to get hurt doing that. I am that. too. Guess what? There is so many other things that you could do that also you can get hurt doing. <laughs> you get in a car every day. <laughs> you get <laughs> one every day. You shouldn't do uh, no, Don't drive. Nope. <laughs> should, don't are you do telling that? me Jameson Williams should not drive a car anymore? The same way you should not light off fireworks. But like Loki, Jameson Williams. They make like long candle lighters. Get your hands out of the light. I, like, like I underst- like I I somewhat understand like people saying like like a, you know just like eh whatever you know. But the people that are saying like Jamison Williams continues to be an off the field issue for the Lions, not taking care of himself off the field. Like, dude, you just you just don't want him to succeed, and I think we know what you are as well. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, what let's you're let's be real here. No, you know? I, I I totally agree because there's there's something behind it. Like, exactly. it just feels like there is. If least... Julian Edelman lighting off them fireworks, facts. You you don't you don't say nothing. That's that's, that's, that's we're gonna a end facts. it there. We're gonna end it there. Um, but yeah, and did you see Dan Campbell though? He was just like in the crowd, like in a random seat, like wasn't up in a suite like wasn't wasn't front row behind home plate it's wasn't like he, behind the dugout like he was just in a spot it's like he's trying to become the president of the united states yeah. like i'm gonna try to look as normal as i can, <laughs> can for this dude. next little bit like <laughs> he's just a man of the people yeah exactly. no that's what he's trying to be he's just trying to be normal people okay. pleaser let's get into today's episode though we are going to be reviewing free agency uh as it's been a little bit or almost a week into free agency and we also are going to be starting our positional rankings like we do every year. Super excited for this. <laughs> top 10 point guards is the topic of today. Uh, but let's get into free agency talk. We're going to start off quickly because this just happened like an hour ago. Uh, DeJounte Murray just re-signed with the Atlanta Hawks on a pretty team-friendly contract. I would say four-year, $112 million. Um, so I didn't even see that. A little That's bit good. less than $30 million. Obviously, by the end, it'll be 30 but... 30 less than 30 million annually for DeJounte Murray. Does that not seem like underpaid? It, it, I mean, it definitely seems like underpaid. Young, up and coming guy. Like, right. he hasn't even reached his peak yet. Uh-huh. That's usually when guys get overpaid, not underpaid. It's kind of, yeah, this is I a weird did contract. see that the max that he was able to get was for 120. And I think that he can get to 120 with like bonuses and stuff. So if, I don't know if maybe since like he hasn't made an all NBA team or something that he can't get over that but mm-hmm. just kind of weird to me that he maybe if he was on the open market he could make more than that but since it's just an extension i don't know how all that works yeah me either but anyway pretty good sunk. deal for one of the prime free agents for next offseason is now off the table because he was due to be a free agent not anymore all right let's talk about the pistons free agency first um not exactly what most pistons fans had in mind for this free agency uh you know uh, cam johnson was talked about harrison barnes was talked about but all in all, a lot, and by a lot, I mean a lot of guys returned to their teams this free agency. So the Pistons decided to play it smart because obviously you have to still you have to use ninety percent of your cap space. It's like a rule in the in the NBA. They had thirty million or something in cap space. So instead of going out and just tra- signing a guy that you don't really want to a bad contract, they did what smart teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder have been doing for the last couple of years, and that's trading for bad contracts um, that are expiring. And then letting your young talent continue to develop as we, which Monte Morris is not a bad contract, by the way. But um, Great player. Yeah. Joe Harris, uh, who is on the last year of his $19.9 million contract, uh, was injured for most of last year. Definitely still a, a sharpshooter. Like, whether or not it's a bad contract or not, a sharpshooter. Uh, and then we trade for Monte Morris. Um, and he's making about nine, ten million dollars a year from Flint. Went to Flint Beecher. So shout out to him. That's and the, the that coolest was our part. That was our That's money awesome. moves. 
I was looking around on the internet and looking at draft or free agency grades, basically off season grades. Mm-hmm. People hating on the Pistons off season, which like I I just don't understand because they're hating on it as if. Troy Weaver isn't being smart, and I think it's the total opposite. I think Troy Weaver made great moves this off because they were like, "Well, he just doesn't know how to manage money." Given Monte Morris and Joe Harris, no, he just doesn't think we're ready to go out and just mm-hmm. like we need guys right now. That's not the way we feel. We're gonna pay these guys, and they're gonna they're gonna play here and there. We're still gonna develop our young talent. We're gonna see what happens, and that was like the main issue that I was always seeing was like, "How are they gonna get minutes for all these guys?" Some guys aren't gonna play. Yeah, some vets aren't are just not gonna play. Joe Harris night. like might not play that, much. and some young guys just might not play anymore. We might start to siphon out some of the young guys and see who's for real now. I, I don't understand the hate that's getting, or not the hate, but the disdain towards the Pistons offseason. I do understand wanting Cam Johnson, but he went back. I do understand wanting Harrison yeah. Barnes. He went back. Yeah. Like, these guys just, they did nobody laughed. It's not like we missed the, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just said an egregious amount of spit come out of my mouth. Well, I wonder if I could hear it hitting the mic. <laughs> I hope not. But you know what I mean? It's just, there. all these guys just went home. All the guys who were supposed mm-hmm. to be Pistons or could be Pistons, all of them just went home. Not a ton of guys moved. A signing that I would have liked would have been Bruce Brown. That would have been cool. Would have been cool to give him. But I don't think Trevor would have done that because that was like his first move was trading him away. There's no way he would have just been like – because that would have made him look bad. Yeah, yeah. Like to be like, hey, I know we like traded you for like Musa. (laughs) Nothing. But let me give you 20 mil. Yeah. (laughs) No, you know. That is a bad book. But yeah, I mean, I still – he for sure would have been nice. I'm still cleaning up spit on my paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the Pistons offseason was – because you you can look at it two ways, and and this we're, we're going to talk about the Houston Rockets. Obviously, the Houston Rockets were in a similar situation to the Pistons, where they had a lot more cap space, had about sixty million dollars in cap space. I would say that the Pistons and Rockets are going into this offseason were in very similar situations. Young cores have a young cornerstone piece, uh, whether that be Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green. The Rockets, you could argue, have more young talent than the Pistons do. They also have. Center. draft capital uh, they don't have their own picks but they have nets picks um so they have more i would say they have more draft capital than the pistons do um so but they've all been they've both been bad for the last three years you can go out and do what the pistons did where you don't think the, or let's start with the rocket side you can do what the rockets want to do or what they did and we have 60 million we're ready to compete you know let's go spend it you know no one else is signing anywhere let's give guys offers that they can't turn down fred van vliet three-year 120 Whoa. Wait, I thought it was two year 80. Three year 120. Oh my God. And it's no options. It's oh. three 120. <laughs> oh, yeah. that has flipped my Rockets thought process on its head. <laughs> Dylan oh. Brooks, four for 80. That's just a bad contract. I don't know if that's fully guaranteed. I would assume it's it's probably not. Jacques Londale, four for 32. Jeff Green, they two for eight or something. Like they bring Jeff Green back. Then they trade away a bunch of their young guys. That is something that I think if the Pistons would have done that, like a guy like Fred Van Vliet and got, you know, obviously it wouldn't have been Fred Van Vliet. I think Pistons fans would have been livid because we're not ready to take that next jump, just like the Houston Rockets are. The Houston Rockets are not going to be good next year. That is, they made terrible offseason moves. Like everything they yeah. did was wrong. They might be a playing team, but they're not no. going to make the, they, like, they, that's like at, yeah. at most they're losing they're in the play tournament. Yes. yes. They're, they're losing in the first round of the play tournament. That's their ceiling. Their floor is like third worst team in the league. And now so. you have put yourself in cap, not hell, but you've just, you've just put yourself in a, a box for the next couple of years because you have to pay all of your other guys. So you have to draft well, you from have this to, moment on. but you don't have that much picks left because you had three or four first round picks in the last three drafts. 
You have to pay all the young guys that have worked out. No one's going to want this Fred Van Vliet contract if you try to trade it. Mm -hmm. So this roster is kind of your roster for the next couple years, you know, unless Mm -hmm. you can obviously mid-level exception and all that. Maybe if you trade some of the younger guys. Maybe move Dylan Brooks to a contender eventually. I feel like he'll be wanted at least somewhere. Yeah, at some point. But still, this roster is your roster now. And you're really relying on Jalen Green and Jabari Smith to, like, take big leaps, which they can, obviously, but these might not be the right— Fred Van Vliet might not be the right piece that to be around them. Or you go what the Pistons did, and you have money in a weak free agency class. It was for sure a weak class, and why not just bring that money back next year? Joe Harris, Monty Morris off the books next year. Marvin Bagley will be on an expiring contract oh, next so year. Sweet. So you could probably trade him a lot easier if they don't trade him this offseason. So the Pistons are going to roll around with more cap space next season in a better free agency class when, hey, guess what? I know we want to win this year and everything, but let's see Cade, Ivy, and Duran like play a season together because that hasn't happened yet. What if those three are really good together? And, hey, we don't have to go get a guy that be our best player because these three are our best players. Mm-hmm. Let's just go get a bunch of pieces that fit well around them after we know how good they are. Totally. And that's kind of where I'm starting to see the issue, or I see the issue with the Rockets is, how are these, how is Amon Thompson supposed to come in and develop? He hasn't right. played, like, organized, I mean, OT, he's played in that and blah, 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 whatever you think. But he hasn't played, like, basketball, basketball in a long time. And now you're expecting him to come in at this 19 years old, who and we all know. I mean, these young guys they make mistakes because you're young, but now you're coming in and you're like almost expected to win because you have Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet who are going to hold people accountable, which is good for the Rockets. They need that. But like now, Jalen Green has to develop way differently. Sent Goon might not be a hub of your offense like you thought at one point mm-hmm. he could have been. It, this team just has no direction, and I'm so happy that I'm not a Houston Rockets fan. Like, I, I, I really do. I, I, You were totally right when you say the Pistons fans would be livid. If we went out and got Fred Van Vliet and did something mm-hmm. like that, I would even be like so— Jeremy Grant would be a perfect example. You know, Jeremy Grant and Fred Van Vliet got similar money-wise, mm-hmm. and that Jeremy Grant obviously was—there was talks about that. Like, if the Pistons would have gave Jeremy Grant that contract that he got with Portland, you know how pissed everyone would have been? Oh, my God. It would have been bad. And he's making less than yes. Fred Van Vliet. And— so is, how different would this have been than when we got Blake Griffin? We're not ready to compete. Exactly. It's not time. And that's oh, even shit. worse. And that put us in purgatory. I mean, that screwed yeah. us over. We yeah. had to start from zero. The Blake Griffin move is definitely worse because we also didn't have a young up like player that could be our superstar in Cade Cunningham. Yes. We had Andre Drummond. <laughs> you <laughs> hey, know? He had the likings. He had the making. Dude, I did see a highlight reel. I saw a TikTok today that was like, Blake Griffin was underrated in 2019 and i was like that's actually so weird that someone posted that because like he was he was like he had a really good year that we're the only ones who said it yeah but yeah this i think that the pistons made the right move i'm not saying Mm -hmm. they made like a great move by any means but i think they made the right moves because and they okay the only one thing is like yes if you're gonna take on a bad contract it would have been nice to get an extra first round pick we still don't have any extra first round picks but you see how much these second-round picks are flying around this offseason. Obi Toppin for two second-round picks. Freaking Jay Crowder for five of them last year. Sadiq Bay for five of them. Like, it's really weird. We can stack up the stack. We got mm-hmm. two second-round picks out of the Joe Harris deal, So, yep. and we didn't give up literally anything. I think That could fine. turn into a good player. I mean, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin's a good player. Two, two second-round picks. It's all about situationals. It's all about you know waiting for the right time to kind of strike and make your move. Uh-huh. Uh, the Pacers did an, had an awesome offseason. Yeah, awesome. we can we – can, 
talk about the Pacers. Uh, uh, real quick, the Rockets suck. I had that in my notes, but yeah. I thought we covered it all. But yeah. I got to make sure we hit all hit all my notes. And not only so, here was an interesting tidbit about the Rockets. They were going to sign Brooke Lopez. That was yeah, no, like, and that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and that would have been that would have like been better for sure. A lot. And better. I think that was before the Jacques Londale signing. Yes, they had agreed to trade to sign Brooke Lopez or not agree, but you know they had a ver- a verbal agreement. Uh, so they decided to clear up space. They trade away Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington to Atlanta. They trade Josh Christopher to Memphis. Uh, and then Brooke Lopez used, basically used that as leverage with his own Milwaukee Bucks to say, hey, these guys are offering me this. You better offer me this or I'm leaving. So the Milwaukee Bucks did. Brooke Lopez goes back on his word. And the Rockets still trade those guys away because apparently they wanted to keep their word with the other teams. I saw... <sighs> That is so interesting because Brooke Lopez, A, just smarter than everybody. I mean, that's just straight up outsmarting yeah, the system. Yeah, you're making a better way to get your bag. Really feel bad for the Rockets. Yeah, it Moving does on from, I mean, there's some. there are three good players that they all just named. And Ty Ty Washington, Jacob, and Garuba. Usman Garuba yeah. all have upside. All first-round picks in the last two years. <sighs> the Rockets are just, I would hate to be a fan. <laughs> like, I could, I could say it again and again. A team that I really did like their offseason. Yep. Man, the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, okay. I like the Mavericks. Re- re-sign Kyrie Irving. Sign and trade for Grant Williams. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You big Grant Williams Derek guy. Lively? Yeah. <laughs> they made every Seth right Curry move. Seth Curry is back. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie, obviously, is back. I just want a guy who can knock down some shots when I'm watching mm-hmm. in fantasy, and Grant Williams is that guy. Oh, you do you have him in fantasy? No, but I have oh. Luka, and oh, I'm sick right. of people missing I have Kyrie. Off so his passes. That'll work. Yeah, perfect. We can, we can coexist here. <laughs> and today, actually, they were going to sign Matisse Thibel uh, to a 333, and then bang, rejected. We see about one of them every year where it's like a – the, the restricted free agent uh, doesn't go through, which I was kind of surprised that Portland matched that. Uh, maybe they're trying to pull off a sign-and-trade to get a little something back from Portland Dallas. doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Portland is scrambling. They, yeah, they that, came, that popped up on the radar. I'm like, oh, shit, now we got to <laughs> deal with this. Oh God, we're already dealing with all this crap. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. let's talk. Let's, I mean, I, yeah, I like the Maver- what the Mavericks did as well. Um, there was something that was else all I, I had say, about the Mavericks. I can't, yeah, there was something else. I can't remember. I'm hopeful the team's better next year. That's all. Yeah, I, and I hope Josh were. Green is good. Like, I like um, that guy. Let's talk about Dame. Dame Lillard's situation is quite interesting. Um. To say the least, Dame Lillard, have we done a podcast since he requested a trade? I think yeah, so. I think so. Um, Dame requested a trade, it. and it's in a really weird spot because Dame has said, I am going to the Heat. I'm only going to the Heat, and I'm only going to the Heat. Don't try and trade for me. And the Dame's agent came out today and said, if you don't trade for Dame if you're not the Heat, because he will not play That's for you. That's wrong. He will sit up. By the way. Which, Dame doing that, like, seems off. He he seems like the least dude in the league that would be like, nah. Like, I understand because if he's not going to the Heat, he just wants to stay in Portland. You know, like, he doesn't want to leave Portland that bad. I think he's probably just succumbed to the pressure. Yeah, I'm know? letting you get your piece off before I get my piece off on <laughs> Okay, Dame. gotcha. I got a piece. So, so Dame, like, Dame's agent saying, don't trade for me, you know, I'm not going to play for you, seems really weird because the Blazers don't want Tyler Hero. What else do they have? Nothing. A third team has to get involved. But why would a third team help unless they want Tyler Hero? And even then, Portland's return for Dame is not going to be good. It's that simple. Unless they say F it and trade him to the Utah Jazz for, you know, a couple young guys and some a lot of picks, which they have if they decide to do that. But I just think that this whole 
like I player empowerment is like it's cool and everything. Like I love player empowerment. I'm not saying I don't, but it comes to a point where it's like you're only trading me here and I'm sitting. That whole part of the game is really tough as a fan, especially coming from a guy like Dame Lillard, who's the most loyal dude in NBA. Uh, Dame has befuddled me this offseason. I have become I'm so ass backwards, and it's like, what can I trust anymore? <laughs> Who do I trust? Seriously. <laughs> Dame, his entire career, oh, I don't run from the grind. I'm like that. Right. I'm, I'm here forever. I'm loyal. Portland Trailblazers, Portland stand-up. I'm from the O. You know me. Blah, blah, blah. And it's all like now seemingly for nothing because you were all that they 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 were like hey we got some options to trade you no i, I want to stay here uh, well there's run wins why you can trade no i want to stay here blah blah now you're finally okay yeah you guys can trade me to one team that doesn't have assets and by the way i don't want to get traded to a team too stacked so like two finals <laughs> appearances in the last four years three eastern conference finals appearances in the last four years no they're not that stacked they're just a decent basketball team they could really use me but like the C's, you don't want too to go good. to Boston. Like yeah. too good, like Lakers. No, Lakers. The Sixers. Like, are why? Why are these teams not able to trade for you if you're so like? Just go there. Go to if you don't want to run from the grind, go to Philly. Yeah, those dudes will. They test have you. not made a conference final since Allen Iverson. That is the grind right there. I mean, are you serious? In the fans, like, yeah. could you handle even? Could, could you even handle that? I think you could. And this is coming from a guy who's like Dame. Yeah, I'm a huge, I love Dame. It's just very, very unsettling and strange to see a star who has carried himself the way he has his whole career to just do this complete switch up and screw over everybody. Right. And now his agent is calling teams. Well, you might as well not even put an offer because if you get him, he's not playing for you. You're going to have an unhappy star. Huh? Yeah. Dame? The Dame that I've watched for 11 years would do that? Yeah, exactly. He would go there and he would sit because that's not the guy he's told me he is. Right. That's not the guy he's sitting on interviews telling me he is. He's saying he's about it, and he doesn't look like it. I know, it. right? I, I have a serious problem with this, and I and I look at Dame in a very different light after this whole thing. We'll see how it ends. Yeah. Because I saw a really interesting TikTok, really great TikTok. TikTok is a great place. About Kevin Garnett in 07. Mm-hmm. Similar situation. He's on the Timberwolves for 10 years. They can't get anything going. He's like, finally, trade me. He had a team in mind. It was Phoenix. He wanted to go play with Steve Nash in yep. Phoenix. And they, Timberwolves said, we're, we can't do that. We, we don't, we're not getting enough. They traded them to Boston. He goes on to win championships. And the rest is history. Those boys are, them are now boys, like those four. Yeah. I would just love to see the same thing happen to Dame, and we can all just move past it. But right now, it's just, look, it's a, it's a weird look for Dame. Very ugly. It, it is. It sucks. I mean, he just got to open it up, you know? And, and like you said, we, I want to see how it ends because I don't want to assume anything because it's just reports. It's just the reports, blah, blah, blah. We never know if they're all true. If Dame isn't saying it himself that I'm only going to the Heat, you know, if I don't see him tweet that, then I'm not going to, like, 100% believe it. But that sounds like that's what the word is and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's really difficult for for the Blazers. They are in the worst position ever because if they decide to trade him to Miami, which most likely will be a three team deal, to send Tyler Hero to. I know Brooklyn has been rumored. I know the Spurs have been rumored. Um, That's such a fun be, one. It'd be cool for Hero to go to either of those teams, and then you know just all of those picks to come back to uh, to Portland. But it's it's tough spot for Portland because if you don't trade him where he wants, then no star is going to want to come to Portland because hey, guess what? 
Dame is with Clutch Sports, I'm pretty sure, right? Rich Paul, I believe. I would I would take a wild guess that he is. You know, a lot of guys are. And if he's yeah. not, he's probably with his own man. Jeff Goodman or, or not Goodman. There's a bunch of top agents. That Doesn't are all he strike represented. me as a guy that would represent himself? I don't think like any NBA players yeah, do. Yeah, probably not. Lamar Jackson's like the only like dude I feel so like so hard does that. and it's so tough. Like it's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, but a lot of the top dudes are represented by a lot of the same people. So hey, guess mm-hmm. what? Rich Paul. Let's just assume, say it's him. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, the next star that wants to come to Portland or like Portland wants to give him a deal. They're nope. We're not coming there. You treated Dame Lillard badly. You didn't trade him where he wanted to go. You know, it's it it puts Portland in such a tough spot because they have to do dame right because he has done them right for so long and they struggled to build a team i think it's half dame half portland you know they couldn't put the team around dame Mm -hmm. franchise player maybe the best in franchise history for 11 years now they have to do him right by trading where he wants but where he wants to go they can't get what he's worth so it's just a really bad situation for portland and I want to see how it ends. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon either. I think this is going to go on. Here's the other thing about the way their relationship has work, worked. Portland has never treated Dame poorly. Right. He's ne- They've never not tried to surround him with the next best piece. That's true. They just never did to good build. enough. They just never were good enough. Yeah. Like, it, absolutely. Like, Nurk it just ended up not working out. But it looked like the right move. Rocco. Remember when Rocco went there and it was like, damn, this team could be nice. Yeah. And then he was terrible in, uh, in Portland that year. Uh, they, this team has tried, you know, CJ McCollum, Jeremy Grant. There have been a lot of good players to come through here through Dame, and it, and it sucks to see him just treat them so poorly at the very end of it. Aaron Goodwin, not Jeff Goodwin. That yes, is, Aaron Goodwin. That is uh, Dame Lillard's agent. Tangent, is there a monopoly issue in the NBA with Rich Paul and Clutch Schwartz? Does he have too much power? I don't know. Is that a thing in the NFL? Is there, like, one agent? Like, Not like, like Rich Paul. Clutch has, like, 70% of the yeah, athletes. It's like, pretty crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it, a lot it, of— it probably is a problem. Like it low key is the start of like, huh, there's some interests here, there's some weird there's some weird conflicts right. going on. Yeah. I mean it's it's definitely been the the wave of the he has definitely been a huge part of the player empowerment era. For sure. Like he has been the main dude from it probably. All right, let's move on. Uh a couple deals that I like that I, I want to throw out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll just talk about this team first. The LA Lakers had a Nailed phenomenal offseason. Um, with, I think, the best contract in free agency, and that's Austin Reeves' four-year, $56 million. Phenomenal contract. Um, I would take a guess and say that other teams probably didn't offer Austin Reeves anything because it probably would have been more than this, you know, if, if, <laughs> if the Lakers had to match it. So a great deal for Reeves to come back and allowed them to re-sign, um, excuse me, uh, D'Angelo Russell, two-year, $37 million, which really isn't that bad for D'Angelo Russell. Cheaper than the contract he was on before this one. Two-year deals are good deals in yeah, my mind. They're, exactly. They're great deals in my Torian heart. Prince brought in on a one-year $4 million deal. Uh, Cam Reddish brought in. Jackson Hayes brought in. Gabe Vincent, three-year, 33 nice mil. Really nice moves made by the Lakers this offseason. I'm happy they didn't do what they did a couple offseasons ago and trade everybody for a star because they had money. They did have money, um, but they decided to use it wisely and basically bring back Rui Hachimura got re-signed too. Bring back the freaking band that went to the western conference finals this last team year. is good yeah like this lakers team is back into like i guess back they never left they're contenders yeah they're from the start of the season though this team looks yeah. really really i mean the last i mean i back to yeah. contention is right yeah. yeah you're right i would say back the yeah. last two years they have been start of the year they're not supposed to make playoffs Facts. 
And, I mean, Gabe Vincent, that's the signing to me. Three years, $33 million. Mm-hmm. That's all he's worth. Pretty good deal. That dude's a sniper at mm-hmm. the point guard. Doesn't turn the ball over much. And in L.A., playing off LeBron, I think he's going to look nice. Or he's going to be, I mean, what, do, what do role players do when they start playing with LeBron? Shoot bad. Shoot bad. <laughs> Very well. Danny One of these Green. players, <laughs> it's going to happen to somebody yeah. in here. Somebody's <laughs> going to shoot the ball poorly. Definitely. Um, another team, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, with what they had to do, I think Eric Gordon, two years, six million, is the best value contract um, in free agency. I know I just said Austin Reeves was, but <laughs> for six million dollars for a guy like Eric Gordon to come off of your bench, absolutely take that. But they also get Yuta Watanabe, who is one of the better three-point shooters in this league, more more underrated. Drew Eubanks was a really good backup center for Phoenix last year. They did uh-huh. lose Jacques Londale, but they bring back Damian Lee. They bring back Josh Okogie. Kata Bates Diop uh, goes to Phoenix, which I texted Ivan as soon as they signed him, and I said that dude is going to be your favorite player. Kata Bates Diop, guaranteed. I like Kata Bates Diop off two K. He does it all. Off two K. I don't know anything about him. He does it all. He hustles. He's long. He he's going to be his favorite player. The Josh Akogi, Josh Akogi, Akogi signing. Getting him is just great. Getting him back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, another team that I think is kind of an interesting one. The Sacramento Kings, uh, we talked a lot about them because they cleared up a lot of, of money, and they didn't really do like a crazy amount with it. They kind of just brought back their dudes. Harrison Barnes comes back. Uh, there was another guy. They traded for Chris Duarte from the Pacers yeah, they for just a couple second-round right? picks. Yeah, I think got got like, finalized today. I think gotcha. they did it earlier in free agency. Uh, but, they, but the most interesting signing, they signed the EuroLeague dude, Sasha yeah. something. I picked him up in fantasy, which I'm super stoked that I got him in fantasy. Shit. Um, I know, right? I didn't even think about <laughs> Isn't it. Isn't that crazy? Oh. You could pick up the dude from the Thunder. Yeah, I probably will. Because the Thunder also signed a EuroLeague dude. Yeah, I probably But this will. dude got paid. He got like 33-year, 33 mil or something, like the Gabe Vincent contract. Shit. This guy, and I watched a highlight tape of his because I was just interested to see, like, hmm, I wonder how good he is. This dude is a sharpshooter. Like, and he's six nine. Like he's he is what the like he is perfect for that Kings team, dude. He just like coming off screens, like off balance threes. Oh, see, like not that really kind like of guy? like he's like a like Clay Thompson type yeah. player. Like doesn't dribble. Like he catches and fires. Yeah, because I saw something about him like doing the Clay Thompson stuff, like yeah. the dribble, the games with no. And it's dribbles. like deep threes, like leaning threes. He's fun. Like, real skinny dude, too. It's crazy that you can put the ball on the hoop that well. Like, that guys have gotten so good at that shit. Well, it'll be fun to see how he translates over. Uh, I hope he plays so well. I'm rooting FIBA. for him, but not because he's on your fantasy team. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple other, like, things that we basically went over all the teams. The Bucks brought back Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Um, Philly. I think Philly has had a poor offseason because. <laughs> what? <laughs> This old James Harden thing, basically. James Harden requests a trade, and it still hasn't happened, and you're not going to get a lot for him because he's not expiring because he opted in. And what are you going to do? Like, if you don't get get Dame, whatever you get back for Harden is going to be poor. And, like, how far are we from Joel Embiid being the next, like, disgruntled star? Close. I think we're – I mean, if James Harden gets moved for nothing, Joel Embiid's – in a year or three, a year or three away from saying <laughs> a year or three. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get traded for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. You know, like that's what he's going to get traded for if he goes to the Clippers. Obviously. Dude, that would be so sick. <laughs> Not for the Sixers, but uh, for the Clippers. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah, because like Harden so is your third option. Yeah, Harden, Russ, that. Kawhi, PG. Oh my! How do they Rock. have the money for that? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's. 
Embiid like could be the next dude. And, like the Knicks has got to be the team, right? I was like hearing about it. The Knicks, the Hawks. I was hearing about just like like if Embiid became available, who's got the assets? The to Knicks go get should him? be the landing the destination Knicks, for Dame. The Knicks have four first round picks this year. I don't know about for Dame. They got Brunson. Brunson's kind of the dude. Yeah, now. you're right. But like the Knicks have four first round is, picks. Is Brunson even draft. a top ten point guard in the league? Oh, we'll see. We're gonna we'll find see. Out. Um, any other like free agency things you want to talk about? No, I got the Panthers written down, but it was just because Obi Toppin. Oh, uh, KJ Martin traded to the to the uh, LA Clippers for two second round picks. No, that was part of uh, like it didn't just happen. I'm just like that was just one of my oh. favorite moves because he was he was very good for the Rockets last year. He was like one of the true defenders on that team. Um, and he was in the dunk contest, so that's cool. So I think that's a good pickup for the Clippers. All right, are we ready to hop into our top 10 point guards list? As ready as I'll be. Half an hour of hoops talk. It's got me feeling good. I'm light on my feet right Let's now. Let's freaking do it. I I don't see why not. I'm right? sitting. Okay, so this list is so hard. Oh, wait, no, actually, before we do no, that, this I'm list sorry. Is, let's switch it up. Okay, no, go for that um, first. We need to go over our results for our predictions from free agency. Oh. So we had 16 Free agents. I counted Vucevic just to give us, like, even though... I mean, we did get that right. We got it. So we predicted 16 free agents. Easton went 8 for 16. This feels like weekly picks, dude. Batting 500. 500, yeah, you'll take that. 10 for 16 for me. But, like, it's pretty boring because the only pick that we got right, one of us got right from a dude switching squads was me picking Dylan Brooks to the Rockets. And then it was just whoever picked the most going back home. And out of the 16 that we did, 13 out of the 16 went back to their own team. Oh. So it was just Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, and I don't even know. We were screwed Bruce from the Brown. start. Those were the only three that we, we did. We were screwed from the <laughs> like, start. So it was just boring. We like, didn't have a chance. Like those 10 for 16, 8 for 16, those are skewed. Like They're, Those are bad numbers. It's just, that's I mean, that's just pretty us. good, but it shouldn't be that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, that, that's basically all I wanted to say. This list was so easy to make. This list, we're changing up. We always talk about how hard these lists are. Skunk, was this list easy? No. Oh. This list was terribly hard. By the way, shout out Kobe. He's going to be on the cover of 2K24, uh, obviously, because 24, the Mamba. Just to <laughs> really? That that's why? Yeah, that's actually why I wore this. Oh, oh, because all the 2K stuff got Yeah, because Kobe, yeah. He's on the cover. Cool. Yeah, it was on the cover. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even this, though the the cover is him wearing the eight jersey on the two K twenty four, which is just like, come on, two K. How do you miss that bad? You, how like, do you not throw the twenty four yeah. on him? Clearly, he's not Froby. Like, put no, the put exactly. the bald head bald is two four Kobe. That one, he's not Froby in that one. He rocking eight. All right. Anyways, oh um, damn. Yeah, this list is really hard. Top ten point guards. This is going to be like when we do our top 50 players or whatever, top 25 players or whatever, like there's going to be more point guards on the list than any other position. Mm-hmm. The honorable mentions from this list <laughs> might be all top 10 if they were on the small forwards list. Or something, <laughs> facts. You know? Like facts. This list is so tough. So I don't want to hear the comments of people mad about everything. We, we try. We sit here every day. How long do you spend on this list? Like at least an hour and a, a while. Half. Like I spent and I switched it a lot too. Let's look at our list from last year, though. I think that will be fun. So last year's list, um, Steph Curry was number one for both of us. Luca was number two for both of us. I had Dame at number three. You had Dame at number five. Mm, uh, you had Trey Young at number three. I had Trey Young at number four. And then you had John Morant at number four, and I had John Morant at number five. I'm just off rip. There's already a switch up in my top five. You know, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we both had Kyrie Irving at number six, who will not be on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, we both had at number seven. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Chris Paul will not be on either of our lists. You had Marcus Smart at number eight. 
I will also guess that he is not on the list. Reigning Depoy, but like dude, Marcus, he might be on the list. Marcus Smart, pretty crazy. I had Garland at number eight. We both had Lamelo Ball at number nine, and then you had Darius Garland at number ten, and I had Shea Gilgis Alexander at number ten. So nice. Immediately, I already have several dudes that have fallen out of my top uh, 10 list. My list is very different. Like, very, very I would different. say so. So, yeah, the only big things is that, like, James Harden was not a point guard last year when we did this. So, he was not on the point guards list. He is this year. Uh, we're doing this off of, oh, there's a picks trade. Oh, my God. The Memphis Grizzlies are trading three second-round picks to the Suns for two first-round pick swaps? And Isaiah Todd? Wait, what? Why would they do that? They need Isaiah. They got rid of Isaiah Todd and two first round pick swaps just for seconds. Just for three seconds. Seconds are selling like wildfire. Twenty twenty four and twenty thirty pick swaps. Why would they do that? I mean, the twenty twenty four one's not that big of a deal, but are seconds the new firsts? They might be. That that's <laughs> a interesting trade. Okay, whatever. I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, James Harden is going to be on this list. We did our uh, positions based off of Basketball Reference, so. They are the most accurate. Quite accurate. Kyrie Irving is like the main one that's like you would think he's on the point guards list. He's on the shooting guards list. But like it makes sense at the same time because you can't start two Mm -hmm. point guards based on technicality. Like DeJounte Murray is a shooting guard, but he was on the shooting guard list last year too. There really is no other one. And James Harden's clearly a point guard. Like there's never been a more obvious point guard ever. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so top 10 point guards in the NBA right now. Give me your honorable mentions. My honorable mentions... In no specific order. No specific order. Cade Cunningham. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. LaMelo Ball, Jalen Brunson, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Vliet. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Like, like there's already some names that missed your honorable mentions list that I'm like, are they on his list or did they just get snubbed from everything, you know? (laughs) Uh, My honorable mentions are Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball, Drew Holiday, Chris Paul. And Marcus Smart. I I had Caden across them out because, like, Cade doesn't deserve to be on there. I mean, let's be honest. Huh? He After this year, he'll be in the top 10. Hmm. But, like, I can't put him. Mellow Ball also, like, it just he was just injured. Like, <laughs> he probably would be top 10 if he wasn't injured and the yeah, Hornets sucked. But. Is Tyus Jones on your list? No. Okay. Just didn't know. <laughs> didn't know how far, how deep your love was for him. Right? All right, let's do it. Number Balls. 10. My number 10 is Darius Garland. DG, the PG. What a cool nickname. Guy's ice. Uh, he's really good. He wasn't as efficient this year as he typically is, uh, but he is an efficient scorer. Uh, put up like 21 and 8 this year. Just just really solid. This point guard's list is really, really tough. He struggled in the playoffs, and that, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darius Garland fell off of my list, unfortunately. I had him at number 8 last year, and he has fallen out. Uh, but he he if I did actually have to pick, I think he would be number 11. He would be 11 or 12, him or Tyrese Halliburton, I would say. Yeah, but LaMelo Ball is there, too. I don't, I'm not ranking them. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> My number 10 is reigning NBA champion Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray, I feel like, has to sneak into this list strictly because I know it's recency bias, but the dude is part of maybe the best duo in the NBA right now and was a playoff performer. We knew what he did in the bubble, got injured. This was his first full season back, and it was his most efficient season yet. He shot 40% from three. Um, only averaged 20 points per game, but they were coasting. They were they wanted to amp him up for the playoffs where he went off in the playoffs um, and was a part of the best two-man game that I, that we've seen in a while, at least from an unstoppable standpoint, because it really was. Uh, so Murray's or number 10. That's the one I did screw up. I did screw up Murray. No, I just, no, I just totally, <laughs> totally forgot about him. I actually would have slid him 
And at my number nine spot. He was really? at number nine. But yeah. he's not. But he's not. <laughs> Shit. So you don't like him now. Nope, I don't like him. <laughs> Man, but he's a baller. I might have actually slid him up to like four. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine is Tyrese Halliburton, the young gun. I think pure point guard standards. This guy is might be my favorite in the NBA. I mean, he's like right there. The thing that I like about Tyrese, I, A, great shooter. He was incredibly efficient this season. Average 20 and 10. Uh, absolute monster. Love that Pacers. Makes that Pacers team look so, so good. So, so good. My favorite thing about Tyrese Halliburton, he jumps when he passes. <laughs> he jumps to make passes. Oh, yeah. My whole life, I, I was getting told, don't jump when you make a pass. And I kept jumping because, like, it just make, it just works. And he said it best. He said, sometimes there's passes I can only make if I jump. Thank you, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> now go tell every middle school, high school coach in the history of the world that it is okay to jump to pass because I'm a believer in it. If it's the only way to get it to the corner, jump. Make the pass. Uh, so that's my He also like, passes and then looks away after he Yeah, passes. he does the fake look make, away. Yeah, but he, fake he does no the looks. fake no look. Yeah. I do the same I thing, think it, I, Yeah, it's still hard. Like, I, it's still I do looks, it too. It still looks cool. If yeah. I make a dump off pass, like oh, an yeah, underhand, you make I'm, oh, I'm exactly, every yeah. time. Same, yeah. I might look to the baseline. I, like, <laughs> I saw literally a, t- a clip, like a highlight reel of him doing that, like for like three minutes. Yes, the other day, and there none of them are no look passes. It's so funny. The ones that are my favorites are the ones where somebody's cutting through the middle, and he looks right at him, oh, yeah. and he passes, and he spins with the pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As if it was so no funny. look. Yeah, uh, Tyrese Halliburton just missed my list. It's tough, but uh, he he. I did not include him. My number nine is Jalen Brunson, the king of New York right now. I think Jalen Brunson being here is quite a shock if you told me that a year ago. When he signed mm-hmm. with the Knicks, we gave the Knicks a lot of shit, and it really it really backfired. It really did. Like That is one of the things that I feel like doesn't get talked about as that much. That like that was the like that was the Jeremy Grant signing of this year. Like what you gave Jalen Brunson? It was a joke. The mid three was like a real Twitter. <laughs> it might have been trending. It really was the mid three, and it still kind of is the mid three. I'm not gonna lie, but like Brunson is not why it's Brunson a mid is three. not Brunson is the clear best player on that team. Clear. And, I mean, Randall had a good year. Randall just it cannot perform in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson scored 20 points in every playoff game this year, which is crazy because they played. What, five in the first round and six in the second round? Yeah. 11 games, scored 20 and all, had a 40-point game in there. Uh, is a clear playoff performer. Did it with Dallas the year before on their conference finals run. And Brunson, he, when he's playing well, he's really fun to watch because he just he is a strong little guard. You know, like mm-hmm. those guys are fun to watch because he really just like he'll, – he'll get guys in the post. You know, like his footwork is incredible. Um, he finishes really well because he uses his body very effectively for being six foot one. Um, and I think Brunson is for sure going to be an all-star this year. He was kind of a snub last year. I mean, it's not like he not a snub because no one deserved to be taken off, but uh, could have been all NBA average 24 game this year. And I think he's only going to have a better year this year mm-hmm. with the Knicks. He's number nine. Yeah. I, I like Brunson was somebody I was going into this list. I was really hoping mm-hmm. he could make it, but I, I decided that which is totally think, understandable. Didn't think he was good. Him enough. and Garland and Halliburton are all in right that there. same territory right there. My number eight, I think the list can start getting really crazy right here. Uh, my number eight is James Harden. This is a guy that I felt has, and I think anybody can agree with this, has just lost steam over these last couple of years. It's not the same James Harden we used to know and love that was the best player in the league for a year. No, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't maybe. know. Kind of. MVP. Yeah. This guy averages 21 and 10, 
with about four turnovers a game, which is very different than what Tyrese Halliburton gets his 10 assists on about two and a half turnovers. Over an 82-game span, which they neither one of them played, that is a lot of extra turnovers with 4.1. Yeah. That's a totally different t- turnover ratio. I think that's a massively important part of being the point guard is you have to take care of the ball. Granted, again, I'd, I would actually consider the Pacers' offense to be more fluid than the Sixers' offense. I think the Sixers' offense is more stagnant. I think it leads to more turnovers because of how stagnant it yeah. is. I'm not sure it all falls on the shoulders of James Harden. But the numbers don't lie at the same time. So. I'm sorry to look over, but this this Britney Spears Victor no, Wembanyama. No, we got kidding. news. Britney Spears posted a whole a whole rant on her Instagram story that I just saw, dude. It's can you read like, it? It's Live? pretty long. Like, can I, I read it I while read it. while yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you can read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll like, read it while just, you talk about your the, the Wemby. If you guys don't know, <laughs> the craziest headline happened today with Victor Wembanyama's security slapped Britney Spears in the face and Wemby said that it was blah 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 let me let me get back to actual basketball talk uh my number eight is also James Harden actually I think that James Harden being here is not that much of a shock he did lead the NBA in assists per game last year um but it's clear that his game is different nowadays and I think that it just sucks because James Harden had those two. Isn't that a pretty crazy? Like it's a pretty good point. It is. Low key. You know, it definitely like is. low key. Britney Spears. Is, like it's not on Wemby by any means. No. but like maybe his security should like lighten up. Realize who Britney Spears is. Maybe you know, and not backhander like yeah. across the face. Exactly. And then no, yeah, yeah, that's wrong. You you should be smarter than that. Yeah. You if you're a security team in a place like that, you should know who Britney Spears is. Exactly, and that's what that would be my guess. I would think that they probably thought it was just some lady that was like, oh, Wembyama, you know. But like, it was Britney Spears. But she even made a great point when she said twenty fans swarmed me, right? And my security didn't hit a single one of them just because they're a fan and tap you on the shoulder. Exactly, you hit Victor Wembyama's probably got a, a relatively rookie security team, I would assume. You know, yeah, being, and being in America, and they're now. probably pretty tense. Exactly, like they, they're probably like they've probably been told like, yo, America's like. <laughs> And this is the number one pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. <laughs> and he's seven five. And it's a little different. Victor's huge. <laughs> Victor <laughs> Anyways, attracts though, a lot of attention. Yeah, my my eight is James Harden, though. I kind of already talked about it a lot, but it's it's definitely surprising him being this low, but I still love James Harden. So Oh, so when you had him higher, no, he's, he's ready to He's debate. also my number. I mean, I don't I really don't think you can put him above any of the top seven. Me either. I really don't think so. I'm I'm glad we're in agreement because yeah. I was gonna debate hard. <laughs> it was no, gonna I'm, get I'm, excited. I'm I'm agreeing with you. He had those two good games in the playoffs, forty bombs, but like <laughs> Harden as a third option now, which which is weird to say, but as the third option, I think that team is elite. Like I think mm-hmm. if he does go to the Clippers, I think that team is elite because he's the third option. <sighs> as the second option, I don't know. Can Maxi take that jump to be the second option over Harden? Potentially. But Harden also has to realize that, and I think he realizes that a lot easier on the Clippers. Why do teams get superstars and then get stagnant on offense? Every team doesn't. If James Harden went to the Clippers, they wouldn't have a fluid offense. It would be iso ball into one pass, two dribbles right. out of. It is a lot of iso ball already there, but like I get what you're saying. Like I don't, but it seems to happen a lot. It like does. a superstar goes somewhere and it's like, oh, he needs to have the ball every possession. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> it doesn't work That's as good point. well. My number seven is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox had a stellar, stellar season, being one of the best players on one of the best up and coming teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team is elite, and he is electric, light the beam. Something that is so different about Darren Fox is the intangibles of his speed. There is something that you cannot process with what speed really does Mm -hmm. in a basketball game until you are playing it. When you see that point guard take off and you guys both start at the free throw line and he beats you to the other free throw line by five or six steps with with the the ball, ball, 
it causes a lot of problems for your defense. You have to get back earlier. It is seriously amazing at what his speed does for him, and I think that's why he's so good, and his stats are incredible on top of it. I mean, eight assists, 25 points a game, and he's not even the hub of the offense half the time. I mean, half the time it's Probably not. Yeah, I would say his bonus for sure is. And so those are just incredible numbers. De'Aaron Fox is here, which is awesome. There was a time where it felt like he might fall out of this list. Yeah. But now he's here. Mm -hmm. He's he's in this bitch. He was not on our list last year, and I'm pretty sure the year prior he was on the list. So it was like, oh, my God, he's falling out. And also, that's why I'm so excited for Jaden Ivey, because of that speed, man. That speed. Exactly. It, 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 you can't do anything about no, it. You can't. you can't game plan to now, play against you speed like that. the speed, that's when it, that's when it gets scary. Um, my number seven is also De'Aaron Fox. Like you said, uh, was All-NBA last year, part of one of the better duels in the NBA, um, which also we didn't have De'Aaron Fox on our breakout players list. And I there was a few comments on there that were like, Where's De'Aaron Fox? He's about to break out. So shout out to those guys for commenting that because those are like the only comments that worked out. There's some hilarious comments on that on that TikTok video. Go watch that video, by the way, if you like follow us on TikTok. It's from a while back. But um, yeah, my, my number seven is De'Aaron Fox. You basically said everything that I, I would have said as well. The, the speed thing is just unreal. Yeah. My number six is Ja Morant. Uh, ja. Man. <laughs> Ja, all that buildup for 25 games, you couldn't at least give him 50. You made us wait a month and a half, two months. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I don't mind it. I'm excited to see Ja get back on the court quicker because last year there was a moment where it felt like this guy was playing at like an MVP level. Like and I that, think he still can. That caliber of player, he's mm-hmm. that good when he's leading his team and playing with that ferocity. I mean, he plays with the Russell Westbrook ferocity. He's that mean when he's going in the middle of the paint. And that's what's so tough about Ja. And it's kind of what's got the Scoot Henderson buzz so high. Right. It's the dog. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but it's, it's a it real really thing. It really is, though, yeah. It, like, it, it, it's, that, why, it's what makes Ja so great. Yeah. If he didn't feel that way, if he wasn't that confident, if he wasn't running in there trying to kill you, he just wouldn't be as good. Ja Morant, and he's so, so special. I'm excited for him. To the be way that guys forward. like that attack the hoop, like, it's, it's hard to get guys that do it at that high of a level that, it, like John it's Marais so special does, you know because when you're when you're willing to go up and yam it on a dude every single time no matter who it is no matter what angle your body's that at, is no matter a, how you're that is fall. quite a an advantage i would say <sighs> my number six is also john morant i think that john morant being this lowest like i almost felt like disrespectful putting him this low john morant had a phenomenal season last year and if it wasn't for all the all the shit that went down with him he he was snubbed from All NBA. I will say that. I I I had him on my All NBA ballot over De'Aaron Fox. Not saying that De'Aaron Fox deserved to not be on it or by anything, but John Morant deserved to be an All NBA player last year. Um, he averaged twenty six points, eight assists, and six rebounds on the second best team in the West. You know, like I really do think that, and he's been the second best team in the West the last two seasons. I think John Morant still has MVP upside. I know he's going to miss twenty five games next year, so he's not. But we're not here to talk about all that crap. Mm-hmm. That's that's not basketball. We're talking about basketball. And on the court, Ja Morant is one of the most fun players in the NBA to watch. And right now he's at six, and it's it's weird putting him at six because he's a top 20 player in the NBA. You know, like <laughs> being at six on this list and 20 in the NBA is pretty wild. But he might even be top 15, probably not top 15. Point guard's a lethal list. I mean, exactly. these guys are killers exactly. right here. They really are. But no, now we're in the top five. Top five, top five, top five, top five. We might have the same. What if we have the same top eight here? We I, might. I, uh, there's a chance. I mean, right now on the trajectory, I would guess I th- we do. I would, I, I would also I w- guess I we would do. Guess we I do. would guess we do. My number five is Trey Young. Yeah, my number five is Trey Young. <laughs> we don't have to keep doing <laughs> no, this. No, I know. I was just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I just for that one. Because yep. now I know that it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it definitely is all the same. Uh, 
yeah, Trey Young had his most inefficient shooting year since his rookie season. He actually dropped in three pointers, uh, the amount of three pointers he was making per game since from last season. He made three a game last year. He made two a game this year, three pointers, which is kind of crazy. Two three pointers a game, really? Yeah, I'm like, I did not know that. Eight threes a game attempted or something. Really? Maybe I was looking at the wrong stat, I guess. Two a game is really low. But I know he shot the worst percentage. Right. I know no matter that, he shot the worst which, percentage yeah, in three point see that. career and of uh, normal field goal percentage, mm-hmm. just the worst shooting year of his career, which is. Terribly important when you're a point guard. You must like be Trey Young, the most efficient player on the floor at all times. Granted, Trey Young is an offense within himself. He carries an offense, and he's done it his whole career. So there's a, it's a little bit different with the efficiency numbers. The efficiency numbers, you have to crank them down just a little bit. He's not some role player. He's got the ball in his hands every time, yeah. and a lot of times at the end of shot clocks. So you do have to play play that into account. But again, the, the bad shooting, you're Trey Young. You, you're only your best when you're shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. You're at your best. Yeah, I think Trey Young is, you know, an underrated thing about Trey Young is his ability, you know, or his availability. I mean, he uh, does not get injured. You know, he'll play 70 mm-hmm. plus games every year. He played 73 last year. He's going to be top five in points and assists total wise every year, you know, just because he stays healthy and he scores and assists a lot, you know. So he's one of the better offensive guards in the game. I think he does get a little bit overhated right now because of the Hawks not being as good. Um, which I don't know if that's a, a Trey Young thing. I don't know if that's a him and DeJounte thing or if that's a they need better pieces thing. I'm really not sure yet. All I know is Trey Young is a top five point guard in the NBA still, uh, and he's my number five. My number four is Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the absolute beast from Oklahoma City. I mean, this guy, 32 points a game, led this Oklahoma City squad to the play-in, uh, was just electric all freaking year. Another thing that I did want to mention about Trey Young being at five mm-hmm. is all four of these guys in front of him, not slander and Trey Young, are just straight up better defenders than him. Yes. Doesn't mean they're good defenders, but they are better at defense. Yeah, than dude, Trey I was Young. about to say Dame Lillard is is a Lu- close call Luka. with Trey Young. I mean yeah, at both least of them. big. <laughs> yeah. Like both of them aren't great defenders, uh-huh. but they're they are more feasible than Trey Young. Right. But Shea, I mean, he's another guy that you've had him on your list of favorite guys for a while. He has become one of mine, just to hit this, the smoothness. Man. I know it's just buttery. Just a quick, uh, the the bottom ten, bottom five for you, other than Garland being at ten, all fell out of your list. Uh, but Kyrie doesn't really count because obviously he's not on it. He would have been top ten, and same for me. I had uh, Shea at ten, so obviously he's jumped up. And then you had Jot four, he fell to six. I had Jot five, he fell to six. Trey at three fell to five. Trey at four fell to five. So very similar list in the way that we viewed these guys as years. Yeah, I, w- I would say how so. They, they too. climbed versus each other. Um, yeah, Shea is my number four. I've been a huge Shea fan for a long time now. I've I got his jersey, uh, his like the Rick the rookie stars game or the rising stars game jersey years back. Um, he's just one of the most like fun way. Cause he he's like the definition of I'm gonna get to my spot and score guy. The dude shoots, I, I wrote it down, he shot two and a half threes last year, a game. Uh, that is career low for him in OKC. He shot like two in in LA his rookie year, but in OKC he was shooting five or six a game, you know, like consistently. And last year he shot an incredibly less amount and scored the ball a lot more. Scored 31 points per game last year. He was first team All-NBA. Shot 51% from the field as a point guard. That is pretty unreal. Um, and he just, he gets to his spots. He's clutch. He hits clutch shot after clutch shot. And he's part of the most fun young roster in the NBA right now that I'm terrified of, uh, as a, also a fan of a young roster in the NBA for the next 10 years minimum. Okay. See, it's loaded. They've yeah. got it made over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I wanted to just bring up 
that would be interesting. The list that we did previously, the deepest bags. Did we? Did either one of us have Shea? No, definitely not. I don't think so. He's easily he's in, in the there. top four. He's in there. Deepest bags has got to come back. It's got to come it's back. It's got to come back. That's he's a, a beast, man. That's a fun one. And he is right there. Yeah. No, you're right. It's the way he plays at his own pace, and you're not going to set mm-hmm. him off. Yeah, he's not the quickest guy on the court. He's not the quickest jumper on the court. He definitely doesn't have the best looking jumper on the court. Yeah. But he is just going to get to his spots. You're yeah. not going to stop him. He moves at his own pace. He's smooth, and it's that easy. Watching him pull up in the lane with hands in his face, yeah. and he's just unbothered is incredible. Number three, we can go through these a little bit quicker just because yep. we know. My number three is Damian Lillard. He is an absolute beast, absolute point god, uh, absolute monster, one of the greatest long-range shooters we've ever seen in this game. Yeah, Dame Lillard is my number three. Had the best scoring year of his career last year, actually, which is pretty unreal to say at this point in his career. Um, also had his best efficiency season of his career as well, uh, and I'm interested to see where he ends up. Mm-hmm. My number two is Luka Doncic. Does it all, 32 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. I mean, he's just so, so dominant, and he's the hub of the offense. He's, he's incredible. My number two is also Luka. Uh, you know, the Mavericks were disappointment this year, but I really think next year that Luka will lead them. Prior, I know last year when we did this list, uh, we had we discussed like like Luca might overtake number one next year because it was coming off of Luca making the conference finals. Obviously, lost to Steph Curry and the Warriors. So, but we were just saying like maybe next year is the year that like Luca takes it, and I think it's even like more of a gap from this mm-hmm. year, this year than it was last year. I think last year was kind of tight, honestly. Me too. This year, there's definitely more of a gap. Um, and number one, yeah, number one is Steph Curry, and it's not even close, like you said. Yeah, the greatest point guard in the NBA is Steph Curry, and he has been for a long time, and I don't see it changing for a few more years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry is that dude, and he really has shown no signs of flowing that slow down at all. None. Yeah. Okay. And he's not that young. I mean, he's not compared <laughs> to like even like the guys we consider old, like LeBron. Yeah. He's right there with him in age. He's two years younger, three That's years true. younger than the guy. Okay, so quickly, uh, let's go over this breakout players list from last year because I wanted to do that. How far into this are we, by the way? Like 55 minutes. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Cool, because um, I also still have that little trivia that I I've got a little trivia. I wanted, I wanted to save it for the end. So, Okay, uh, breakout players from last year. So let's start from the bottom. My number 10 was Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams was injured for a large amount of this <laughs> season and did not break out. Your number 10 was Marvin Bagley the third. Marvin Bagley III was injured for quite a lot of the season and did not break out. <laughs> My number nine was Precious Oshawa. Did not break out. Didn't. Your number nine was Cam Johnson. Low-key kind of broke out. Like, I mean, Give me that. he got paid Give me that. Know, almost 30 mil. So, like, you could definitely say he yeah. – but if he doesn't get traded, he probably doesn't break out. You Facts. know? Facts. But, I mean, he's still – either way, he still broke but out. But for how bad these can go, that's a win. For sure. I would definitely agree. My number eight was Patrick Williams. Did not break out. I'm just the guy. I'm just gonna keep it simple here. Um, your number eight was Wendell Carter Jr. Not really. Not really. He didn't just, really break he out. He's kind of just a guy now. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't say he's a part of that core in in Orlando. Like they, Orlando has their like core of guys for the future and their core of guys that are on their team right now. I don't think he's for the future guy. I could see him off the team in like a year or two. I could too. Um, and I also I had, I had Wendell Carter Jr. at number seven. Didn't break out. Your number seven was R.J. Barrett. Like had a good year. Had a, just, honestly had a good playoffs too. Didn't really have that good of a year, honestly, but had a good RJ playoffs. He, he had a good year. Didn't break out. Um, my number six was Colin Sexton. I was so confident about this one because of the, the trade to Utah. Definitely did not break out. Uh, your number six was Christian Wood. 
who, who you picked to be the most improved player, even though he was number six on your <laughs> on your breakout players list, um, did not break stars. out by any means. My number five was Keldon Johnson. Had a good year, but if I would have had Devin Vassell here instead of Keldon Johnson, I would have felt a lot better. Because um, I remember I debated between those two guys. And I had Kelton as number one on the breakout players list the year before. So, like, he's booted off this list Yeah, he's now. gone. Like, he's, he's gone. Done. But he had a good year. He's too, I, too he many did. years of being able to be the yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. At some point, you just improve. Um, Your number five was Cade Cunningham. Injured. Doesn't count. And he also was at a – like, that was a bullshit pick, putting Cade That's, on it's, this. It's, like, it should be gonna, illegal. Like, he's going to break out. Yeah, like, duh. <laughs> like, but Cade's going to be on it this year. No. Dude, he's already, like, the third favorite to be MIP next year. On, so like you're you putting him on your list? I don't know. I think it's horseshit. I think it is too. Personally. <laughs> I, I, I think it's like it putting is. Ivy exactly. on. Yeah. Um, so okay. the guy who did it. <laughs> my number four, oh, my number four was Sadiq Bay. I really thought this was the year for Sadiq. He got traded and became a bench three and D player. Are we Pistons fans? <laughs> yeah, we have. You had Marvin Bagley and Cade on here and I had Sadiq on here. <laughs> God, I need to have some non-biased picks next year. Um, your number four was Anthony Simons. Didn't really break out. Like he had a better year two years ago, I would yeah. say. But could break out in a in a different situation, maybe if he gets traded or if he if Dame gets traded. My number three was Christian Wood. Did not break out. We both we both were that's more pistons bias right there. Um Facts. your number three was Robert Williams the third. Did not break out, was injured for a good amount of the season as well. Uh but Al Horford was probably better than him. <laughs> uh my number two was Anthony Edwards. Broke out. I yeah. mean, like, broke out into a superstar. For I mean, sure. But that's an, that's another just, like, duh. Yeah, duh. Your number two was Tyrese Halliburton. For sure broke out into a superstar. My number one was Tyrese Halliburton. Your number one was Anthony Edwards. So we both had the same top two just in flip-flop That's order. odd that we had the same top two. I know. Like, that. it's really strange that we – because we don't talk about these lists. No, I know. But it's just kind of like – there's just obvious ones that you have to – like, Kate is going to be on it, honestly. I will say it now. So Ant was, was, Ant was a year three guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like – for sure. Um, okay, let's do this. So we just did our we just did the point guards list, right? And by the way, this is like late night trivia, so like the answers might go crazy here. And if you want to, I mean, like, if listen you don't to listen this. to trivia, you can just like wait and listen to it on TikTok. Yeah, you can just click off right now. We we don't mind that. We're much. we're doing trivia and then we're ending it. So yes, if, it, like we're just I'm mainly only doing this one for the enjoyment because I think it's fun. I think it's fun, but two so I can tap clips for TikTok. Like, Shout out TikTok. This isn't for the podcast listeners. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, we just did our point guards list, right? Like the top ten point guards in the NBA. So you should have some names going through your head. So why don't we? Why don't you tell me the top ten most total assists in last year's NBA season? Okay, so it combines a lot of things. Total assists, okay, not yep. per game. My number one is Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton is number four. Whoa. Number four. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, don't do that. James Harden. <laughs> James Harden's number three. <laughs> okay. Who else be passing that bitch? Uh, low key? Low key? I can just look right yeah, to my like, right, you which is kind of nice. There's a few. Like, you got three strikes, though. So Yeah, yeah, Like De'Aaron Fox? Really? <clears throat> Damn. Strike okay. one. Oh shit! Now I get nervous. Okay, I will also. Tell oh wait, you, wait, Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young's number one. Yes. Like I said, we literally talk about Trey Young is top ten, and he, I think he's led the league in assists the last like couple years. Um, there are one, two, two, maybe three non-point guards on this list. Definitely two non. The other one is like a maybe. So Jokic. 
Yogurt, Jokic is number two. Okay. And then I don't even know if I want to guess this guy, but I think no. I mean, there's only one forward in the NBA who we pass in that bitch like a point guard, and it's LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James is not on oh, shit. Yeah, he kind of fell off assists the last couple of years. Yeah, so well, you already what, had two strikes. You know, two years ago, according to basketball reference, he played NBA. center. Oh yeah, I did see that. It's really he weird. led the NBA and assist that. Did you checked him? He played point guard I last did. year. <laughs> no, actually, I think I just saw that somewhere else. Honestly, I, I don't. I did check his basketball reference recently, though. So you need five through ten here, and you got one correct response left. Um, I'm so bad. At and things, I also will I? tell you, there are two guys that are on your list that are on this list, like that were on the top ten point guards thing. Luca, Luca is number eight. <laughs> the other one's not as easy. Um, I will tell you the one non-point guard is like he's not a point guard. Like he's yeah, yeah, the yeah. furthest thing you can get from being a point guard. Oh, like a like a green bean from Golden State. Like a little. No, don't guess. Like, <laughs> like I, okay, I'm only giving you that because Draymond was number eleven. He oh, was the first guy. So not that list. green bean. Yeah. Uh, uh, who uh, else? I'm not counting that as a guess. Not. Oh. Oh. As. Like maybe like a teammate of a guy you've yeah yeah like Sabonis Sabonis okay. number five okay yes. okay he's number five didn't we so, do something else with him that I forgot oh uh, the 40 triple doubles and the money his M's no he was Sabonis wasn't on oh, that okay. but he was but, triple doubles so you need so, six eight or six seven nine ten these are a little bit tougher there's like a guy that like has probably been top ten in assists for like thirty years that you haven't guessed um, hmm. but the other ones are all kind of tough like Chris Paul Chris Paul is number nine. Okay. Yeah, 30 years. There's That's another a- guy that probably has done it for like 15 years. Ooh. And then the other two are like just kind I of mean, that's just so like. And you're, there's also a guy on your list you haven't guessed. And you keep saying my list, so it's really letting me know it's Garland. <laughs> Darius Garland, <laughs> okay. number seven. I'm just trying to help you out. No, I know. One, one I know. more strike. I know, I know. No, there's one more left. Number six and number ten. I'm trying to think of. Like, number six is a seasoned vet, like been a assist dude his whole career. Like, probably has been a leader in the league and assists multiple, multiple times. And number 10 is a pretty random guy, I'm not going to lie. Who leading the league and assists? No way. It's, it's Is it Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, number six. Wow. That is strictly from a Russell Westbrook don't sit games standpoint. You know, like he plays every game. Yeah, now, number 10, is he a point guard? He's not, right? He's a point guard slash shooting guard. I would say that depending on the team, this year... This year he was a point guard, but depending on the team he's on, he's either a point guard or shooting guard. Hmm. He's not an all star. He's not known for his assists. You would probably think of him more of a scorer. I, think I kind of got a guess here. He's a bigger point guard, like Derek White. Ooh, that's a good guess. Not Ooh. Derek White. Not okay. Derek. White. That's my guess. That Spencer Dinwiddie, okay. number ten. Isn't that pretty wild? That the is trade pretty to wild. Brooklyn probably uh, was a high influence on that. Is he back in Washington? He, uh, Brooklyn. He's still in Brooklyn. Yep. Okay. But the craziest thing though. Number 15 on this list, Killian Hayes. Shut up. Yeah. Number 15, total assists. Are you bullshitting? I swear. Like, is this going to get clipped? No, I'm being serious, (laughs) dude. I'm being serious. Killian Hayes was top 15 in assists and top 10 in steals last year. And y'all still hate him. (laughs) Exactly. You guys. But uh, he also, like, didn't miss any games, and a lot of guys missed games. And he averaged, like, three points a game, which (laughs) doesn't help No, he got to the 10 points per game marker that was like his that was like the wilt 100 i saw like a he clip it was all like a picture of him like holding it, it was like the 10.0 ppg <laughs> all right what do you got for me we have the washington wizards last 10 
first round draft picks. We're okay. going to hop off this in a little bit, and we're going to come back to it once we get through the Southeast right. Division, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, this goes all the way back to 2011. Ooh, okay. So, Jairus Walker technically was their first-round pick this year. Yeah, he was. He um, was. Obviously, he is a part of the Indiana Pacers, and they got Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, is there another one in this year's draft? I just no. want to – okay, I don't, I don't want to even think about it. So, Johnny Davis last yep. year. Um, I'm just going to start throwing out names because I'm, I'm, my order is going to be messed up. Uh, it's like Denny of Dia, 2020, yep. I believe. Um, so I'm missing 2021, right? Yep. Corey Kispert, 2021. Uh, you're going to have Rui Hachimura in there. 2019 just 2019. got paid. Speaking of that, all the 2019 boys got paid. Uh, Ant, Halliburton, Desmond Bain, they all got the bag. Rui Man, got paid. Sucks that Killian couldn't have been in those Beef Stew is going to get an extension, I think. That's, I think what I've been, that's, that's been the rumblings. Dude, the rumblings is that that guy has a strap now. Like, he can shoot it. He's going to get paid. If he gets, like, a three, like, a three, like, 50, like Rui got, like, a that. 351, I think that's a solid deal for Beef Stew. Okay, anyways, um, so I got the last four or five. Yeah, yeah, you got the last five. Last okay. five picks. Um. Are we looking at any any trades here? Any draft night trades? Yeah, the next two are both draft night trades. Ooh, okay, okay. So let me skip those for now. Okay. Because um, I believe that Troy Brown Jr. is on this list. He's in 2018. You, okay. you shouldn't have skipped that. Okay. So now you jump to 2015. Oh. And that, then it well, goes... Troy Brown wasn't a draft night trade. He, he like, played on the Wizards. Oh, I didn't know movie. that. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Never mind. He wasn't a draft night um, trade. I don't know so I, I jumped to 2015 now? Yeah, and I dropped to 2015. Okay, okay. 2015. And this is a draft night trade. This is. Uh, like a for sure draft night trade. Mm-hmm. 2015 He's... is Carl Anthony Towns draft. They weren't drafting high. They, they weren't... weren't in the lottery this year. Okay, okay. Uh, Got traded twice. Got traded twice. Wow. Okay. Is this guy, like, good? No. No. <laughs> No. Like you know who he is at least? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Still in the NBA? Uh, I think so, but... Okay, that's all I need to know. I think so. Oh, um... Wait, how far back are we going here? 2015. No, like with the other ones? 2011. So like Otto Porter Jr. is on here, right? Yeah, 2013. Okay. What pick was he taking with? He was high. He was like the... He was he was high. You can guess. Third or fourth pick, third. I think. Nice. Yeah. nice. Oh, I, th- I thought you were like actually asking me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he went third. Um... 2011, so Bradley Beal's on here, right? Yeah, but he's 2012. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. So I only have two left. What draft pick was he with? The third as well. Yeah, yeah. you only have two left. I'm two left, 2015 and 2011. Who There were two first-round picks in 2011, so either one of them I'll take. Oh, okay. Well, technically it would be the later one, right, if it's the last 10? I guess, based but, on technicalities. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, no, I'm, I'm making you guess the one. They're both hard, but... <laughs> Okay, let me let me figure out twenty fifteen. Do you like know what team this guy like ended up being on his rookie year? Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks. Okay, that's that'll help. Twenty fifteen, the Knicks. I don't know if he played though. Oh man, this guy's tough. So like maybe still in the NBA. Yeah, maybe. What position? The guard. Guard. He has a brother in the NBA. Oh, I think I know. Is it? Is it Jerry and Grant? It's Jerry and Grant. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is Jerry and Grant. Nineteenth overall pick. Yeah, that's a tough one. For some reason, I wrote Dame next to his name. Dame. Yeah. 
Like Damian Lillard? I don't know. Jeremy Grant? Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 2011, you're not getting. No. Neither one of these guys. I've are never they, heard of them. Are they either of them like... One's a foreign guy. The first the first guy was like the sixth overall pick or something. Seventh overall pick. Ninth, maybe. Okay. He's okay. a foreign guy. I literally have never like, heard of this guy. Can you pronounce his name? Would you yeah. be able to pronounce his name? Yeah. Okay, That's that actually helps a lot. Yeah. Because guys like that, I've never bothered to like... You never even know they're foreign. That sounds like messed up, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? I'm already saying like if it sounds like a, if you can say the name, you don't even realize they're foreign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying like like the names I can't I look and I can't even read it like I'm I just have never like oh no you you can ah but dude never heard of this guy yeah and the other guy I didn't even write anything down about because you you weren't getting him he was like the 29th pick oh okay never okay. I've never heard of him who is it just tell me that guy Chris please. Singleton yeah I've heard of him but like never guessing him and this uh, dude you're not you're <laughs> not getting this guy um what <laughs> did you write anything down about him he's foreign that's all that like there was you know on country him. no okay. Um, I should have read, written it down. I guess <laughs> it might have helped. It Maybe you can get the, the year before, and we'll count that or something. Um, Let's go to twenty ten. Wrote down twenty ten. Yeah. Uh, John Wall. Let's do the John Wall. <laughs> do the John. Okay, but let me think Wall. for here for a second. Um, what position is was he? Do you know? Guard. Guard. I'm just guessing. I have okay, no idea. so I feel like he's probably like a big man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just tell me. Jan Vesely. Oh, Jan Vesely. Jan Vassell. Yeah, dude. Oh, I could have got that. I actually could have got that, dude. Because <laughs> he's that? like a notable, like, bad pick. Like, he's oh, like one of the gotcha. like, bad picks of of the 2010s. Oh, I actually might have been able to pull that. Damn, I, I wish just, I would have written down. If I just would have, like, I mean, it would have really been really hard. It would have been really hard. I would have had to sit here for a while, probably, so it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, dude, Jan Vasselli was like, that's a bad pick. Yeah, you might as well try to get 2008. I wrote 2008? That yeah, because 2009 they didn't have a pick. Uh, right is, it, is he a good player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good center. Currently in the NBA still. Currently in the NBA? Like Nene? No. You know, Nene was way before this. <laughs> this guy is awesome, too. <laughs> 2008? 2008 draft is D. Rose draft. Yeah. Um, uh, you want a hint? Sure. Lots of different teams. Hasn't really stuck to one team. He definitely doesn't. Oh, is it JaVale McGee? JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hear uh, One last thing before we get going. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, hypothetical fight in the Coliseum. Who are you taking? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. That's who I'm taking. Like, I mean, it's, 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 I don't, like, care either one who wins, but, like, there's no shot Elon Musk wins. No right? way Mark Zuckerberg lets that there's happen. There's no way. He's, like, the creator of the internet. Plus, you he's also, lose. like, 30 years younger than Elon Musk is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just – it comes to a point where it's just, like, age really, Should you even really comes into play. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.